Thanks for tuning in to the Calvary Carlsbad podcast. Today's message was taken from our 10 a.m. service. If you'd like to join us in person, you can get more info at our website at calvarycarlsbad.com. Let's jump right in, and we hope you're encouraged. So the message this morning is titled, can you see the title there? It's coming up, maybe. (laughs) Because I have the wrong one written on here. Yes, what's up with baptism? What is up with that? Okay, what's up with baptism? Why baptism? There's a lot of confusion around what baptism is, what baptism isn't. Is it essential for this? Is it essential for that? Why do we even do it, right? We've already been saved. Confess, you know, Jesus is our Lord and Savior, so what's the point of baptism? Uh, What's interesting is baptism is one of the sacraments that was left by Jesus and something he told us to do, right? Uh, Baptism, what's the other one? You guys remember the other one? Communion, right? The Lord's Supper. So those were the two things that Jesus reiterated we were supposed to do. And you see it throughout the book of Acts. You see it in the epistles that these are reiterated as things that we do as believers, as Christ followers. This is uh, something that we're to continue on with. Uh, The Old Testament we know is full of all kinds of ceremonies and laws and feasts and all these different things that were uh, very valuable for that time. They were all served to separate the children of Israel from the rest of the nations. And, And if you look back at them, they're actually all pointing to Christ coming and fulfilling all of it, which is really cool. Uh, But after Jesus comes, he lives a perfect life, and then he dies and is risen again and ascends, we are left with these two things he does not want us to forget or neglect. So that's why we do a baptism. As of right now, we have like five or six people signed up to be baptized. If the message is good, there might be more. I'm just kidding. If the Lord moves, there might be more. That's not not it. Uh, but, But my heart is to compel you, if you haven't been baptized, to be baptized. Real quick, I'll tell a story about my own baptism, if you haven't heard. Uh, I was infant baptized, so um, sprinkled, you know, like that. You know, I'm, now I'm baptized. Uh, but I started serving at a church, and, the, you know, we were at a baptism. I was working there and uh, trying to, you know, serve or whatever. I'd been, you know, an intern for a couple of months and uh, someone said, hey, so when did you get baptized? And I was like, uh. And so I had been infant baptized, but I had not made a decision uh, where I decided to be baptized, which I think is, is more li- aligned with the biblical view of what baptism looks like. And so someone said, well, dude, just get baptized. And I was like, I don't think I can. I am now serving at a church. And so I'd, uh, I, you've heard the story, many of you, but I decided uh, maybe I'll, if I become a pastor, I'll baptize myself uh, at some point so I don't have to go through the embarrassment of walking out there and being, how come you haven't been baptized yet? But I thought, that is so dumb, and I'm just going to do it. I just went for it. So I only had shorts. I wasn't wearing, you know, swim trunks or anything. It was at Ukaipa Regional Park, if anyone knows what's up with that. It's, you know... Ukaipa Regional Park. And so I went in there and I got baptized and there was some, there was a change. There really was in me. I think it was the boldness even to be able to stand up and do something. I was, I was embarrassed because I hadn't done it yet. So if you've like made it through your Christian life to this point and you haven't done it, I was working at a church and I hadn't done it yet. So, you know, feel, feel good with that. And there will be absolutely no judgment, but nothing but joy if you do make this decision. But why baptism? What is up with baptism? Jesus, first of all, was baptized, which is wild, 
right? And he did this in obedience, and it's all part of the will to show us what this life looks like in him. So he goes and he's baptized by John, his cousin John, and in states baptism is part of the discipleship process in the Great Commission. This is the last chapter of Matthew, right? Where Jesus is he's ascending into heaven and he's charging his disciple, or not ascending, he's, he's risen from the dead, he ascends a little bit after, but he says, uh, Jesus came to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So what Jesus said is, go therefore and make disciples. So you notice the men's, thing we're going to be doing on, on Philippians, it's a discipleship thing. And it's going to be early in the morning, and, and let me also encourage you with this. It's going to be a limited time. I think it's going to be 12 weeks, 12 or 13. So you can sign on for that. We did the marriage thing, uh, and it was 10 weeks. I could sign on for that. You know, I, I, I can jump, jump on that and be discipled, be part of, of the process of growing in the Word and finding out, letting the Word read us as we're reading it. Let God move and work in our lives. So we're all about discipling. But what does Jesus say when he says, go and disciple them, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. So disciple them, and then you do what? You baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then you teach them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. So this is part of this discipleship process. So if you're following Jesus, you want to be a disciple of Jesus, and in your life to be aligned with him, then you choose, it's a choice, but it's a, it's a, it is like a big time, you need to do it thing, if you haven't, to be disciple, I mean, to be baptized, and then be around and be taught. We see again, Acts chapter 2, uh, Peter, uh, it's, it's Pentecost, the Holy Spirit has just come, Peter's emboldened, And then Peter says to them at at verse 38, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is to you and to your children and those who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Repent and be baptized. And so the word repentance has kind of like a gnarly implication to it, right? Uh, where you like repent and you know, kind of like get the idea of you know someone standing there and slamming repent you know hellfire kind of message uh, and repentance though really is if you've been with us for a while you know it's the change of mind it's a change of like disposition it's the change of the way you see things repenting is go from from going one way to going another way and it's, it's because you see it and you understand it. Fear, I don't think fear really works that well. I think fear only works for a little while, and then eventually you outgrow fear. So you have to be convinced in your mind of this. That is, what, that is what repentance really looks like. I thought I knew what was best, and I've changed my mind. I thought I knew, now I'm, I don't think so. I'm now following Jesus. That's what repentance means, to change the way you think, to change the things you value. I'm no longer going the way I was going. I now say, God, you're going to be the captain. 
It is all about you now. I'm following you with my life. So repent. And then the next thing is be baptized. See, it's, 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 that's it, right? Then Acts chapter 10. Peter, the, the Gentiles have been, they have the Holy Spirit. So then Peter answered, uh, verse 47, Can anyone forbid water that these should be ba- not be baptized? For they uh, uh, baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Uh, then they asked him to stay a few days. So now... These, these Gentiles who were not part of the Jews, this was like a big deal. Those who, who were Jewish were like, uh, you know, set apart, sanctified. They didn't want anything to do with the Gentiles. This was, this was, they were better than them. They were God's people. But now Jesus has opened it up to where all can come to him, right? It's like free for all of them to come into him, to have new life in Christ. And so God is moving and he's, Speaks to Peter through a dream. Don't call unclean what I've called clean. And so that opens it up for all of us who aren't Jewish, right? And now we have that ability to come before God. And so they had been already been given the Holy Spirit. We see in that first section in, in Acts that, that you're baptized and you can be baptized with the Holy Spirit. That would be an empowering of the Holy Spirit. Seemingly, it, you can get that before, during a baptism, or after But the point is that we're obedient to be baptized. It is an outward thing for everyone to see. Uh, It's important to understand, too, that faith or baptism is not what saves us. It's faith that saves us. But baptism is like a fruit of faith. It's like the ability for everyone to see faith. Why? Because we're actually not going to do this in a a small huddled corner in the church here. We're going to do it at the beach. Okay, and it's nice out today, so people will be there. You know, so it's you're gonna be it's a witness to everyone around you, right? And and so it's it's an important outward expression of faith. That's what baptism looks like. As we come out there and we go into the water, we show that I am following Jesus. I am making a decision to follow Jesus. And if you're not really making that decision, but you're like, I, I think I'm just supposed to do this. I don't really know. Uh, I, I just showed up. Everybody was going. I went with them. That's not for you. This isn't for you. Baptism is for someone who's, who's done with playing by your own rules and decided, I want to follow Jesus. I, want, I don't want to be the God of my own life. I want to be the, the, the king of my own you know, rule my own everything. I want to follow Jesus with everything that I have and, and say it's not my way, it's your way. We see uh, baptism, it play a crucial part in much of the, the early stories, right? We see uh, Acts 8, the Ethiopian eunuch, right? Uh, Philip, is, it's a wild story. You go back and read it. He just, it, it's like this divine encounter. And what happens, the eunuch say, hey, What's going to prevent me from being baptized right now? He's like, let's go do it. They find some water. They dunk him. Let's go. <laughs> so he's like, he comes and he's saved. He's like reading. He's like reading uh, words from, from, the, uh, from the prophets. And he's like, I don't, what does this mean? And Philip's like, I'll tell you what it means. I know that guy. So he's like, let's go. Let's be baptized right now. Acts chapter 16. Paul's in prison, right? What happens? There's an earthquake. Wild story. There's an earthquake as Paul's praying and singing and all of a sudden there's an earthquake and the gates open. The jailer's freaking out because he thinks he's going to be killed because Paul's 
going to escape. And so he's thinking, oh, man, I'm over it. I'm done. And so he's about to kill himself. Paul's like, hold on. We're all still here. Do yourself no harm. And then he comes in. He says, what must I do to be saved? And and Paul's like, let me believe on Jesus Christ. Because he was hit at the core. And he says, you and your house will be baptized. Anyone who believes, let's go. Let's get baptized. Uh, it's important to note that, that immersion is the picture of the, uh, that's all that was going on back then. Uh, it was immersion, right? Like even in John 3, 23, they had to find a place with much water. It was like, this was a, a sign and a symbol. And, it's, and it goes all back, if we go deep into church history, that's what it's about. It's about a symbol of being fully dunked and put under the water and then brought back up. So one of the people getting baptized is my daughter, and she wasn't ready until recently. She's like, I don't know about going in the ocean and being dunked down like that. And we're like, yeah, okay, you're probably not ready, you know. Let's just wait. And then this, this time she's like, I want to be baptized. I want everyone to know I'm following Jesus. And she's, in the meantime, has been building herself up. She's diving under waves now. She's ready to go. And she's got a wetsuit. So you see the girl with the pink wetsuit out there? That's Violet, and she's going. We're going for it. But it's, it's, it's a symbol of a lot of things. The deluge, the water. Water was like a, a symbol of judgment, a symbol of chaos throughout all of the Old Testament, right? What was the flood? The waters, right? And it also brought forth a symbol of transition. Water was like death, you know? Even though water is life, it also was representing so much of the death that was with Noah. The water was the sign of judgment. Moses, right, walking and, and crossing over the reds through the through the Red Sea from slavery to freedom. This is a picture, right? You once were enslaved. Now you cross through the waters, and now you're you're made free. It's new life, right? Then they, of course, decide they want to hang out there. And they even are like, man, we had, we had onions and stuff back in Egypt. And I'm like, person who doesn't like onions, I'm like, so what? You know, you got manna, man. It sounds good. Sweet bread, I'm down. Let's go. But they're like, man, we're missing. All- oh, it used to be so good. It was not so good. It was brutal. The life they had was brutal before. And so they complained. They end up getting stuck there again through the waters of the Jordan. They enter into the promised land with Joshua. Again, through the waters. So this is a symbol, a sign and a symbol that, that goes back thousands of thousands of years of what was to come. That is what baptism represents, from death to life. So you think of yourself as, as uh, these Israelites who are in the, in the care of Egypt as slaves, dunked, put under the water, and then brought back up as a new creation. Baptism's a big deal. Do I think it's magic, or do I think it like changes anything? No, but I think that obedience always leads to blessing. And I think that God wants to, wants to bless us a lot more if we were like obedient to like actually trusting him, right? Because it's like, man, if you, if you just trust me and you follow me, I have blessings waiting for you. I, I, when we were, uh, Tori and I were dating, I've told the story before, but 
I was like, I'm never, I don't have enough money. We're not going to be able to get married. I don't know how this is all going to work out. And then Pastor Ken Graves, you know, told me, you better marry her because she's better than you. And she's going to figure that out soon. So hurry up. <laughs> so within uh, like two weeks, I'd bought a ring. And um, as soon as I got the ring, I came in, I talked to Roger and I said, um, excuse me, it took me like, like 45 minutes of walking back and forth. He's like, Chris, do you need something? I'm like, uh, yeah. I knew how much, he knew how much I made because I worked here. Um, so I was just like, uh, so anyway, can I marry your daughter? And he's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So he calls in Julie, and it was like this blessed thing. Uh, but then we're like, great, we're going to get married. Now what? There's something about what God was waiting for us to take the step of faith to receive the blessing and obedience. And as soon as we did that, all of a sudden, things started opening up. We ended up getting the apartment down the road. It was uh, for so cheap, 705 or something like that a month, right across the street from the ocean. Nuts. Like the waiting list was supposed to be two years. It was like two months. Perfect. Moved in two weeks before we got married. I did. Anyway, she didn't. But we mo- I, I moved in, and we moved in and, and got all our stuff in, and we lived there. And God has been nothing but taking care of that ever since. When we step into that, we are into, it puts us in a blessable position. That was actually the point of a lot of the laws and the rules of the Old Testament was, if you guys will be obedient and follow me and be set apart from the world, I will bless you. I will pour out blessings on you. You will receive, you won't, I'll blow your mind. And if you read through the Old Testament, you see they won battles they shouldn't have won. There was, there was bread falling from the skies, water coming out of a rock. I mean, come on. A guy sleeping next to lions that were supposed to kill him. Three guys went into a fire that didn't came out not smelling like smoke. God wants to bless us through obedience. As we're obedient, he gives us these. So that, that's the whole point. He gives us, he's waiting for us to take that step. Does this mean it's like a treasure trove of like, oh, I stepped in, now I get everything. And God's my genie or whatever. If I ask these three things, you know. No, it's like you are now stepping into the vein of blessing. It's kind of like you, you find the current. And instead of fighting against it and battling and battling and battling, you just go with it. And now it takes you to where you're actually trying to go. It's amazing when things work like that. And you go, okay. So this is a new, new life. So just like the, the children of Israel had to learn that they were no longer slaves, and that's hard to learn sometimes. That is what we experience through baptism. It's, it's a looking back at what we used to be and letting that die in the water and then raise, be raised up again to newness of life. Uh, so it's a, it, then it gives us a new family and a new identity. We are now in Christ. Uh, Baptism is, is I, I liked this quote, is baptism is a Christian life. Is, uh, it's, it's the same thing as a wedding is to married life. It's like a, a time for everyone to witness it and to celebrate it and then to, to hold it accountable, right? You get, everybody gets to be a part of it. It's the, the oath of allegiance that a new citizen takes. Uh, in it, this is like my allegiance to I am following Jesus, so if you're making that decision, that's what you're saying. I'm following Jesus. You're not just saying I'm getting wet. 
I am following Jesus. The old is done. And this is, this is for hungry people. This is for people who are done with the old stuff and want to taste the newness of life and follow Jesus that are no longer dipping a toe in, but are fully submerged, deep. Come out. Here we go. We like to baptize into waves. Something about that, I think. Especially when it's in January and it's like 50 degrees, right? And you're not wearing a wetsuit. Woo! I felt the death and now I'm alive. Romans 6, verses 1 through 14, as it's got an amazing picture of baptism. It says this, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Uh, context, chapter 5 is all about God's grace. How much grace he has, and as bad as sin was, his grace was that much better. Shall we say then, uh, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. Do you get the picture? As Jesus died and was buried, that is what the picture of what baptism represents. And it's a reminder for us, those being baptized and everyone else who's watching, that we, were, we are now dead to what we once were. And now we have a new identity. Verse 5. For if we have been united together in the likeness uh, of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we also shall live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We could spend like a month on this section but instead we'll do it in five minutes. But the point is this, you are dead to say, it's done. The deal is done. And so what you think holds you does not hold you anymore. Now you get to walk into newness of life. Is there still a flesh? Do we still, are we still in a world that there's sin all around us? Yes, but we are no longer held captive by it. Right? You guys know how they would train elephants and they'd, stick them to a post in the ground and baby, as babies, and they think, oh, I can't move that, I can't move that. And as they get older, they're still hooked to a post, you know, a little, you know, whatever, and you're like, that elephant could, like, move a car, but they don't think they can pull away from that post in the ground, you know. Yeah, I, I, I like to use the story, I use it at, at camp, and I've used it before. My friend's dog, who kept on walking out in our basketball hoop when we were playing, and just would not leave, and we're like, you need to get out of here, Woody, go. And Woody would just stand there. The ball hits him, he's like, oh, still standing there. Go. So you take him off the court, stay. And you go start playing, and he walks right back on. You're like, what are you doing, man? And then my friend's sister comes out with a golf club. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm going to have to call the cops or something, you know. This is going to be, this is the opposite of, like, one of those Sarah McLaughlin videos. Um, 
And I'm like, uh, I will remember you. Um, but she brings the dog out and she puts the, she puts the golf club inside his collar, like kind of hooks it in there. And he just lays down and stays there. And he thinks he's hooked up to something now. He thinks he's like on a leash. I don't know how they figure that out. But they figure when you put a golf club in his leash, he just sits there. Hmm, I'm, and now I'm stuck. And it's like that's, that's the, the image we have of ourselves. Oh, uh, I think I'm stuck. No, you're not stuck. And, and we believe that we are because we don't try to move and get out of it. And we remember the past and we kind of like, oh, I'm never going to make it. I'm not going to, oh, I stumble, I fall. No, but you can get back up. That's the difference. We have new life in Jesus. And so we make the decision to follow him. And then when we, so then what do we do? When we find sin in our life, we say, I am dead to that. I don't, this does not hold me. I am just allowing it to have a grip. Time to go. Because I've been made new in Christ. Therefore, verse 12, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in its lusts. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. Jesus paid it all. So, so really, when we're doing the baptism, we are just so thankful. And we're going to rejoice. And we're going to praise God. And we are going to clap and throw a party. You know, the, the image we get in scriptures, whenever a sinner repents, there is a party going on in heaven. We're going to join with that party for those who are being baptized. We're going to join with that party here on earth. And we're going to give all the praise, all the honor, all the glory unto Christ Jesus, who was the one that was promised would come and now came, lived, died, rose again, new life. So we get to be a part of that and enjoy that together. We don't allow death to continue its reign. We are free. Baptism is an acknowledgement that from this point forward, you are not the same person as you were before. Maybe you received Christ long ago. But I think this is even a staple where obviously if Jesus wants us to do it, if this is what was happening when 5,000 people were, were saved, it was a mass baptism. Let's go. This is something that we get to be part of an experience, but it's also an opportunity for us as a new creation to look over our life and clean house. So none of this stuff belongs here anymore. That's when, one of the things we just cleaned our garage and it was intense. It's like, there goes a day off, but it was worth it, right? And one of the best things you can do, I've learned this from Billy, who's, who's a great organizer. That's the reason the church is so many organization things right now. It's Billy. He's so good at it. He says, the first thing you got to do, because he's, he's read books on it, man. This guy's a guru, okay? He's like, you got to get rid of everything you don't need. Throw it away. Everything you don't need, throw it away. Get rid of it. Or, or, or donate. Donate it. Or sell it. It's even, even better, right? Well, donate. I don't know. Whatever. Depends on how you view it. But get rid of the old. And once you get rid of that, all of a sudden you go, oh, so this is the stuff I got to organize. A lot of times you pull everything out and you're like, I could just put this all back together neatly. No, you don't need it all. Get rid of it. It's amazing. You go, whoa, look at all this stuff. The DAV stoked. Give them a high five. They say, would you like a you know, donation thing? Cool. See ya. And all of a sudden, life has, it's like you can breathe. There's not all this clutter. When God clears out the house and he removes everything, don't bring it back in. Leave it out. It doesn't belong anymore. 
you don't need the broken washing machine, you know, but that holds a bunch of my other stuff. You know, you don't need that either. I'm sure we could go on a deeper dive, but it was, it was amazing. And now that one day has led to every time you walk into your garage, you have like a workout area. We have a play area for the kids because we live in 850 square feet. It's, t- you know, tight. So the garage is a very important part of our world. But now when you walk in, you're like, this place brings me joy. Because all the junk is gone. And, and by the way, I don't let it get messy. The kid's bike comes down, it goes right back up. This is not, we are not going to turn into what we had before so we are new creations time to clean house galatians 3 26 through 29 says this for you are all sons of god through faith in christ jesus for as many as were baptized into christ have put on christ neither there is neither jew nor greek there's neither slave nor free there is neither male nor female they're all one in christ jesus and if you are christ then you are abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise you know what this means we are baptized into the family why we're now in the family why we have the same blood it's the blood of jesus that keeps us, that brings us together. We have a new heritage, a new bloodline. We are now part of it. We're engrafted. We're, we're part of what God has been doing from the beginning. And now we're part of all of this. So now we are now part of a bigger family. So you look around. This is, you have your family. That's awesome. Your family's really important. This is your church family. This is important too. It's really important. And maybe some of you guys have found that out. You've noticed that. <laughs> how important it is to have your church family. I recognize that when all of our, uh, all the adults decided to help on Friday, amazing. We, we couldn't have done it without them. It's like, this is part of the family. Like, and it was so fun to be able to do it together. We now get to live lives together, all under the blood of Jesus. New heritage, new bloodline. This is the common denominator. We're one in Christ, and we're baptized into this new family. So that's really cool. When you see someone go into the water, you see someone go in there, you see them come out, you have a new brother or you have a new sister. So you say, welcome to the family. Come on in. So the question is, uh, who can get baptized? It's a good question. I think the answer is those who believe and are making a decision to leave their old life behind and follow Jesus. Allegiance following him. He is now in charge. There is no greater authority now in my life than him. That's what being baptized is. As much as we could probably get more numbers by saying, it doesn't matter, just kind of get in there and you go, we had 75 baptisms. If you've already been baptized, that's okay. Just splash zone. You know, everybody got baptized. It's like, no, I, I feel like this is really important. That's why I want to do this. I was going to do a class, but I want to do this. This is a really big decision. And it's a really awesome decision. And I don't want to stop anyone from doing it, but I do want you to know that this is a very serious thing. And, and, and that you're held accountable and there's going to be a really, really good fruit from being, coming at this with the right perspective, the right heart, and, and, and then going all in, following Jesus. Okay? Doesn't mean you have to have it all figured out. You don't, because I don't, no one does. Everyone I know is still, we're working on it. We're all works in progress. We are going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to need grace over and over again. We make, I mean, seriously, like uh, all the time. 
So that's not like a perfect thing, but it is uh, an alignment thing. Where we're saying, I'm not going to go, remember what Paul, remember what Jesus said to Paul? Paul, why are you kicking against the goads, man? Why are you kicking against all the, the points that are trying to get you to go the right direction? This is us saying, I don't want to kick against the goads. I don't want to kick against uh, everything that's trying to point me towards Christ. I'm done fighting upstream. Cannon got caught in a, uh, he was with his friend. He kind of got caught in a little bit of like a rip uh, the other day at the beach. And, uh, and they're like, yeah, I think they're in a rip. They start going. And then Ken, he knew what to do. He's like, I'll go with it. And he swim to the side. And then he came in. It's good. You know what happens when you try to swim against it? You're going to get exhausted. You're going to be, and you're not going to get anywhere. He knew what to do. He's like, I'm just going to kind of go with it and then cruise over and, you know, whatever. This is what we want to do with, with Jesus. Hey, God is calling you. If he's put it on your heart, I think it is yours to do. And I think he's saying, like, hey, step up. Let's do this thing. Let's go together. And I'm trying to explain that even to my daughter. This means you're following Jesus. We're looking at you and we want to, you know, like, see the best for you. We want to see you blessed in following him. So why do you want to get baptized? That's a good question. What's the point? Why do you want to do it? My friend's doing it. That's not a good reason. Unless you want to do it for yourself, Right? Do you understand what this means? I think that's another good question we were going to look at. We're actually going to talk about it with our crew who's getting baptized. And then, you know, we'll also ask any questions, any questions you have for that. But these are, these are all the things we want to be thinking about, looking towards. As we are aligning ourselves, the first thing you do with alignment is you meet God right here, right now. Because you could try to do the whole thing where you're like, all right, I'm going to get my life figured out later. No, you just do the right thing right now, right in front of you. Is it frozen? The, the great theologians of frozen. Do the next right thing, you know? This is the next right thing. As God has put this in front of me, and I haven't made this decision to be baptized, I am going to be bold, and I'm going to go for it. And I get, it's, no one's going to be like, what? Oh, you're getting baptized? <laughs> Everyone in here will be amped. And by the way, guys, please try and come if you can. I know not everybody can, but try and come. It is so fun to see a sea of people waiting out there and cheering for you and being part of it, okay? Plus, I said, we have, we have hot dogs. So, you know, and a grill, you know, grill them up. So, uh, yeah. And if you, like, like I said, you didn't, if you didn't sign up or anything like that before, that's okay. You can come talk to me now or after service. We're going to have, like I said, a little powwow with the people who are getting baptized, and uh, if you, or if you like, you know, you're still like not sure and you, and you don't think you're ready or you don't think you can. And then today, as the afternoon goes on, you're like, I really need to do this. Come tonight and we'll talk that. <laughs> but I, I just feel like as a pastor, it's like the job of the, of the pastor is to equip people and to raise them up for ministry, which is to expose all of us to what God wants us to do. We're all called to be a partner in what he's doing, to be a part of what he's doing, to have this relationship with him. And, and it starts with obedience. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. I'll sacrifice all this for you. He's like, no, how about you just obey me? You know, just obey me, trust me, follow me and do And I'll take care of the rest. Let's pray. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to join us in person, we meet at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. For more info on the church or ministries we offer, head over to calvarycarlsbad.com. Thank you and God bless.